0: It's now time for Trivia Tracks with yours truly, Price Robertson. The name Walt Disney has long been symbolic in the animation industry. The man himself was shy, self-deprecating, and insecure in private. But in public, he was warm and outgoing. He is also believed to have been a complete workaholic. According to a recent episode of the Reels Channel series Autopsy, Disney, in addition to being a lifelong smoker and teetotaler, was not a fit man. Emphasis on fit. He loved typical diner food, like hamburgers and hot dogs, and never aspired to be an advocate for health and wellness, though he once took a stab at polo as a way of combating stress. Things seemed to be going well for Disney until one day a ball was struck by one of the players smashing into Disney and knocking him from his mount. Four of his cervical vertebrates were crushed. The accident effectively ended Disney's polo playing days. Although Disney was a devoted family man, his real home was his animation studio. Even in his 60s, he still spent endless hours working on various projects, including Epcot. All this took an immediate toll on his health as he coped with crippling pain and stress. By early 1966, Disney's bad health habits had caught up with him and was eventually diagnosed with lung cancer that claimed him toward the end of the year at the age of 65. Like many Americans, some of Elvis Presley's favorite toys were his guns. But when he wasn't shooting, he liked to pretend he was a karate champ. Here is the story. Elvis was fascinated with karate. He dreamed of making his own karate movie, starring himself as the evil karate master, and liked to drop in at various karate studios to shoot the breeze and work out. Dave Hebler, a 7th degree black belt, remembers their first sparring session in the book Elvis, What Happened. He came in with his usual entourage and shook hands all around. Then he wanted to show off some moves, Within seconds, it was obvious to me that one, Elvis didn't know half as much about karate as he thought he did, and two, he hardly knew where he was. He was moving very sluggishly and lurching around like a man who had far too much to drink. I mean, he was actually tripping over and near falling on his butt. While I couldn't make him look like an expert, I tried to react to his moves in such a way that he wouldn't look half as bad as he could have. Hepler became a regular member of Elvis' entourage. One of the most recognized names in wrestling, Pat Patterson, played a key role in the popularity of the WWF, now WWE. He was born Pierre Clermont in Montreal, Quebec, on January 19, 1941, just eight days after the birth of another famous Canadian, Larry Shreve, also known as Abdullah the Butcher. He began wrestling professionally in 1958 for promoter Silvio Samson. Early in his career, he performed as Killer Pat Patterson, In 1962, Patterson, despite speaking no English, as he grew up in a French-speaking family, came to America to pursue his pro-wrestling career. He eventually became an American citizen. In 1962, he began working for Tony Santos Big Time Wrestling in Boston. But not long afterward, he was recruited by Mad Dog Vachon to wrestle for Don Owens Pacific Northwest Wrestling in Portland. After he joined the San Francisco promotion, also called Big Time Wrestling, Patterson became one half of the Blonde Bummers with Ray Stevens. The duo won the NWA World Tag Team Championship twice in 1965 and 1967. In 1968, Patterson wrestled for NWA Western States Wrestling in Amarillo, Texas as Lord Patrick Patterson. He worked for other promotions in the years to follow until 1979, when he debuted in the WWF as a heel. He feuded with Ted DiBiase and Bob Backlund and became the WWF's first intercontinental heavyweight champion. In 1980, he began doing color commentary with Vince McMahon, who considered Patterson his right-hand man. Patterson retired from wrestling in 1984, though he continued to wrestle occasionally. As one of the WWE's most important stars, Patterson is credited with starting the Royal Rumble and the Survivor Series. In 1997, Patterson and Gerald Briscoe became comedy heels as the on-screen Stooges of Vince McMahon, assisting their boss in his rivalries with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mankind, That's Mick Foley, and The Rock. In October 2004, Patterson retired from World Wrestling Entertainment, but returned in a limited capacity in May 2005. In 2008, he legally changed his name to Pat Patterson. In 2019, at the age of 78, Patterson became the oldest person to win a title in WWE history. After winning the WWE 24-7 Championship, he continued to work backstage for the WWE until his death on December 2, 2020, at the age of 79. On September 26, 1984... NBC TV premiered It's Your Move, a sitcom that centered on Matthew Burton, played by Jason Bateman, a teenage scam artist who lived in a Van Nuys, California apartment with his older sister Julie, played by Trisha Cast, and widowed mother Eileen, portrayed by Karen Kay. Matt ran various underhanded dealings with his high school friends, especially his sidekick Eli, played by Adam Sadowski, such as term paper sales, exam answer keys, and blackmail. The status quo of Matthew's world changed forever in the series pilot when Norman Lamb, played by David Garrison, moved into the apartment across the hall. A quick-witted but impoverished writer from Chicago, Norman struck up a friendship with Eileen and the two were soon dating. Dismayed that his mother had chosen someone so far beneath her, Matt set upon sabotaging their relationship but soon finds he has met his match. Norman reveals himself to be cut from the same cloth as Matthew and foils plot after plot. The series opened with some positive reception from critics, but its time slot competed with the popular show Dynasty on ABC, and the series was canceled after one season. This pair of brothers and entrepreneurs laid the foundation for the fast food industry. Richard and Maurice McDonald, or Dick and Mac, as they were known to family and friends, founded the first McDonald's restaurant in San Bernardino, California, in 1940. Originally from Bedford, New Hampshire, the McDonald brothers opened a hot dog stand in Monrovia, California, in 1937, inspired by a local hot dog stand that seemed to be the only profitable business in town. Mac decided to open a bigger hot dog stand in San Bernardino, a large working-class town approximately 50 miles eastward. In 1940, they opened a drive-in restaurant on the corner of 1398 Northeast Street and West 14th Street. The new restaurant proved successful, and the brothers were soon making $40,000 a year. After a couple of years, their brothers began making plans to renovate their business. In 1948, Dick and Mac McDonald Fully redesigned and rebuilt their restaurant in San Bernardino to focus on hamburgers, milkshakes, and french fries. With that, they developed the Speedy Service System, now commonly known as fast food. The idea was a success, and with the goal of making $1 million before they turned 50, the McDonald Brothers began franchising their system in 1953, beginning with a restaurant in Phoenix operated by Neil Fox. It wasn't until 1954 that a milkshake mixer salesman named Ray Kroc began partnering with the McDonald Brothers. The franchiser took 1.9% of the gross sales, of which the McDonald Brothers got 0.5%. The brothers wished to maintain only a small number of restaurants, which conflicted with Kroc's goals. Ray Kroc eventually bought them out in 1961. Mac McDonald died of a heart attack on December 11, 1971 at the age of 69. On November 30, 1984, Dick McDonald was served the ceremonial 50-billionth McDonald's hamburger by Ed Ramsey, then president of the company's American division at the Grand Hyatt Hotel in New York City. He passed away on July 14, 1998 at the age of 89. The first McDonald's, according to the California Route 66 Association, is now a museum owned by Albert Okura the founder and CEO of the Juan Pala restaurant chain. For more amazing trivia, check out the Trivia Tracks podcast at thewatatapodcast.com. Till next time, I'm Price Robertson. Amazed by today's trivia? Then join me every Monday through Friday morning for Trivia Tracks on Fox Sports Camden 97.1.